Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. I don't want to, um, I'm going to try to put an explanation point on this whole weekend. I don't want to talk to just our men. This is going to be something for everybody. But like uh, my wife and I, Melinda, we were talking and she said, well, you know what, honey? When our husbands grow in their faith, us wives are happy. And, and, and so if, if our men uh, get closer to the Lord, we're okay <laughs> with that. So this message, you know, uh, we, we've been in a series, it turned into a series called, Are You Prepared for God's Next? And so uh, we're going to continue with that today. I want you to stand with me, open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, and um, I'm going to kind of connect these together this started out as one message wasn't a series but we had a moving of the holy spirit a couple of weeks ago and we had an altar service and never apologized for that so i only got to that one point and so today i'm only going to get to point number two in chapter one of acts god uh, jesus is preparing his disciples and his followers for what was coming next and that was the holy spirit and that's our next big event as the church. Easter was now Pentecost Sunday. And let me tell you something, Pentecost Sunday falls on Memorial Day. I, there's nothing we can do about it. And I know many already going to have plans to go out. But if you are here, you want to be here this weekend. We got a Friday night service with Bishop Reed from New York. We got a Saturday night worship night. And then Sunday's Pentecost Sunday. If you've never went to that next level in your uh, spiritual journey and got filled with the Holy Spirit, this is, this is for you. Uh, so that's, that's what this chapter is about. Jesus said, before you do anything else, men uh, and women, there are women here. He says, you guys need the Holy Spirit. You need to go to the next level in your spiritual walk. So this has been a message or a series of growth. It's challenging. It's growing us. And that's what we heard all weekend. Uh, Bishop, uh, the one pastor was, man, just preaching my message. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, which simply means I'm nothing. He is nothing. It's the Holy Spirit that is preaching to us. That, that's all that is. Uh, so we're going to get to point number two today and focus on how we are to go to God's next. God has a next for every single one of us. No matter if you are not even serving the Lord or you're a baby Christian in your faith or you're a seasoned saint, there is always a next. One of the things, if you don't worry about falling away from God, you don't got to worry about backsliding or falling away from God if you just keep growing. But here's the thing, all of us, every single one of us, are responsible for our own spiritual growth. I give you the word, I can feed you, but it takes us to be intentional on our spiritual growth. And if you're growing, you ain't dying. And that's how we do this in spiritual life. Chapter one, he says in verse six, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but, and he learned about the buts. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> he had to been there. It's a men's conference. Anyway, God said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Belleville, Van Buren, Southeast Michigan, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Arizona, wherever else you're watching from today. 
Verse 9, and when he had spoken these things, while they watched him, he was taken up and to a cloud received him out of their sight. This was a supernatural uh, experience of the ascension of Christ. It was an amazing Verse 10, while they stood looking, staring up into heaven, as he went, two men appeared and said, what are you staring up into the heavens for? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, he's going to come back in like manner as you saw him go into heaven today. Can I tell you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is going to come back just as he went up. Just as he came the first time as a baby, he's going to return again. But until then... Jesus said for us to occupy. Occupy means take territory. Be on the advance. Wednesday night we learned how to be humble and to be uh, aggressive at the same time. That's what we're called to be as church. I love this. Invincible, unstoppable. Because Philippians says, by God we can do all things. So Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're doing in the earth. And Lord, thank you we're a part of it. I pray you continue to grow us, stretch us, challenge us, lead us toward the next level in our faith today. Everyone watching, everyone listening, no matter when they watch this service, even later, I pray you would speak a fresh word and something into our spirits today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Guys, thank you. Hallelujah. I want to just recap a couple of things from the men's uh, conference. And like I said, it ties right in with what we're talking about today. I was gonna have the men stand and all this, but I'm not, uh, maybe at the end, uh, we'll close it out that way, but there was just some powerful things that was spoken. Over a thousand men showed up on a weekend, Friday night and Saturday. I just wanted to say that to encourage you. God is doing something. Uh, By the way, I've been talking about the the students that's having revival in the colleges. Uh, Even though that's not on the news, how many know that is still going strong? Uh, Tim Delena, who pastors Times Square Church in New York, was just asked to, he partnered with an Ivy League university there, uh, and they asked him to come hold a prayer meeting. He held a prayer meeting, and over a 1,000 students showed up. Guess what university that was? Yale. Yeah, that's all right. Give God praise for that. So let me say it like this, Yale University just had a prayer meeting on their campus and a thousand, a thousand students showed up. They're hungry for God. He was then asked by three other Ivy secular colleges, universities that are now setting up prayer meetings on their campuses. Can I tell you that God is doing something in the earth today? He's doing something. Come on, let's give him some praise for that. We need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. Shake us, Lord. Shake this generation. Shake us, God. Shake us, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what he's doing. And to see all the men that I saw over the weekend just, you know, hungry for God. Yeah, we were doing push-ups. They had pyrotechnics. They had uh, all kind of fighting going on and all that men's stuff, you know, which is really cool. But then they got into the presence of God and they preached the word and altars filled up and, and, and the word went out. So I just want to say, gentlemen, we have no idea, listen, of what God has set in motion over this weekend. Let every man just stand up. I'm just going to obey the Holy Spirit. If you're, you are a male, you stand up. 
Biological male. I'm going to say it. Stand up in Jesus' name. Listen. It's okay. We are masculine, and, and, and you can be anointed and masculine at the same time. It is... It is don't put toxic in front of it. Listen, I, I, I don't want to get into politics and all that. I want you to know that God has created you and me to be in the image of God. He has put a mantle upon you and in me. A calling in an identity that is upon you or me. That is not any better than females. It is simply a separate and independent role and responsibility that God has called us men to do. And it's okay to say, I'm a man of God and I'm a masculine man. God has set some things in this motion Whether you went to the conference or not This is day three of the conference Welcome to Invincible Conference God has got something for all of us men today And he wants to set in motion This weekend And today Something that can change the whole trajectory of your family Even if you're single He wants to prepare you for what is yet to come some things have to end this weekend. I'm looking at my notes. This is what we learned. Men, we need to let verbal abuse that we speak to our kids or our wife, it needs to end this weekend. We need to let our secret sins end this weekend. We need to let racial jokes and uncanny uh, jokes that are, that are not good uh, to quit and to be ended this weekend. This is what we were challenged to. The independent attitude of doing it all on my own and, and, and when I get uncomfortable to run, we were challenged to not do that, but to join a small group. We got life groups here to join a ch- into the church and get involved, to get rid of the, the independent attitude. We were challenged and reminded that there is no such thing as individual sin. You've heard what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's a lie. What happens in in Vegas, what happens in sin doesn't stay in Vegas. Our sin will impact those that are closest to us. There is no such thing as individual sins. It impacts everybody around us. We were told, and I want to say it now, that it's time to rise up as the prodigal son rose up out of the pig pen and said, I will go back to my father's house. Men, it is time for us to rise up as the men of God that he's called us to be and say, I'm coming out of shame. I'm coming out of guilt. I'm coming out of regret. I'm coming out of not being good enough. I'm coming out of my past. I'm coming out of my mistakes. And I'm going to rise up and I'm going to run to my father. It's time to get up. It's time to to develop a stay put attitude when things get hard. To not quit. Everybody say, not quit. You hear me say it all the time. If we don't quit, we win. Well, he said, men, let us not quit on our families. Let us not quit on our kids. Let us not quit on our calling. I'm going to add to that. Don't call on, don't quit on what you've been called to do, which is to lead our families. But we first got to lead ourselves. And the last thing is this, guys. Don't forget that our father never gives up on us. Your father is not giving up on you no matter how your earthly father has been and your relationship with him has been. Don't let it reflect your attitude towards your heavenly father. Because your heavenly father is perfect and is blameless. 
He said, even for the orphans, I will be a father to the fatherless, men and women. He is a good, good father. So, Lord, we just thank you for your challenge today. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you this is how we are go to the next level. In this chapter, Jesus is challenging them, and we learned that we're in a, he always has us in our season of 40, right? The season of preparation, and that was the last couple of weeks ago I preached on that, where he was showing himself to his people. He was giving them unmistakable proofs. Uh, and let me just say that, man, that is, that is something you got to have before we go into our next season, is recognize what Jesus is doing right now in your season. He's doing some things. Uh, I was thinking of our young people going off to college. You know, I love that where it says Jesus for 40 days, he showed up and gave them unmistakable, undeniable truths. Why? To be prepared to go to the next level. Before, college, before high school students, you guys go into the universities and the colleges and the secular colleges, you got to get some things that are absolute truths in your core values because you are going to be confronted with ideologies and philosophies and ideas from people who you respect and stand in authority, very educated. And so you're automatically going to want to say they must speak the truth because they're in that seat. Remember what Jesus said to his, his followers. He said, when you look at the Pharisees, he said, don't do what they do, but honor where they are because they sit in a place of authority. But don't believe anything that comes out their mouth. Sometimes, I'm saying, we have got to have this in our season, young people, that you've got it down deep in your core values of who Jesus Christ is. You can't, when someone says, are you a Christian? Why are you a Christian? You can't say it's because I, my family's a Christian. You, when someone says, why do you read the Bible? You can't say because my family reads the Bible uh, or I was brought up that way. I mean, no, that's not going to be good enough. Whether you go to uh, universities or not, you got to have some some undeniable core values that God has to put into our hearts before we go into that next season. And I spent a whole Sunday on that and the different things, your identity, your purpose, how to hear from God, how to recognize God's voice in your authority as the spies did not listen to Moses and say, Moses, you know, Korah even rose up and said, Moses, you're not the only holy man that can hear from God. And when Moses heard him say that, it's funny. Moses got down on his face, <laughs> and he bowed down. And Korah stood up and said, come on, right? And they rallied against Moses. And God spoke up and said, don't you know that I put that man over you? Why are you going to speak to him like that? And man, the ground, it was a bad sword. The thing that he was trying to teach him is we all have to learn how to discern God's voice. And he speaks to us, kids through our parents, whether you like him or not, they're from God. Parents ought to be saying, amen. All this stuff in the 40 that we learned. But verse 6 tells us, and I need to shift gears here. This is the second step. And the only thing I want to really hone down on here today is this. As he's preparing them for the Holy Spirit. He's preparing them to go to the next level. He gathers them together after the 40 days. They are convinced. They know he's the Messiah. They know he's the Son of God. And they get together, and what do they say in verse 6? Lord, are you at this time going to give us back our country? And he looks at him and he says, no, that is not for you to know, but I need you to go get filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not going to do away with Rome, I'm going to use you to convert Rome. 
Because I didn't come to set a Jewish person or a one individual race free from Rome. I come to set all humanity free from sin. So what was he doing? You need to write this down. We got to go. If we want to go to the next level, we got to let God shift our focus. That's what I want to talk about. We have to. What was he doing? He was saying, guys, I got to get you to shift your focus. You're focusing in on the wrong thing right now. It's not for you to know that thing that you want to know right now. It's not going to, you're not going to know that right now. I need you to quit focusing on that because you cannot go into a next level focused on the old level. You can't go into the next season if you're focused in on the old season. He said, I got to get you to quit doing that. I got to get you to to look forward and and, and to look. Thinking of football. The draft was actually the NFL teams trying to better themselves to go to the next level because another uh, season's coming. You see, this message is everywhere. When, When you look at this, See, whatever you focus on, that, that's what you're going to just, you're going to see. What, whatever you see and focus on, you know you're getting ready to go to that next level. But I was watching this draft, and you see their teams are trying to go to the next level because another season's coming. Whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get more of. I love how one of the pastors said it again this weekend. He said, whatever we behold will behold us. Whatever we are beholding will behold us. You ever go to buy a new car and you look it up on the internet and you start looking at the different makes and models and colors and upgrades and, and what happens? You begin all of a sudden notice it everywhere you look. You begin to say, wow, man, there was four of them right here in my neighborhood. I didn't even realize it. Wow, there's six of them at work. I did not even realize it. What's happening? Now that you're fo- you've changed your focus, you're focused in on something that you're preparing yourself to get, and now it's everywhere. God does the same thing with us when he's trying to get us to go from one level to the next. he got to change. He has to change what we are focused on. When you look at my life, when God was saving me, every, every level that God has brought me in my life, and I've grown in the Lord, he's always changed my focus. It's always been that right there. When I got saved, I remember there's churches all in my neighborhood, just like your neighborhood, and hundreds of them. I would see them all the time, but when, I was, when God was working on me, I began to notice them. I didn't see them, I noticed them. I began to look at the parking lots full uh, uh, midweek, during the week. I would look for young families that were my age. I, I, I would listen to Christians when I saw them being interviewed, whether, whether it be in sports or something. Deion Sanders was always the guy that was, that was preaching every time they put a microphone up to him. And I love what he said. You know, I never listened to post-game stuff too much back in them days, but I remember stuff like that began to get my attention. He would say things like, even one of the ESPN guys said, Dion, quit preaching to us, because he would, he would preach at the post-game conferences about Jesus. And he said, I'm not preaching, I'm just testifying. I said, come on, brother, that's good. Uh, but I would listen to that. I never listened to that before. We rented the Mike Tyson and Holyfield fight, you know, and watch that, and I remember he was being at my friend's house, and we were all partying and stuff, and we didn't even listen to the game or the fight. We just watched it. We had it on this TV, and after it was over, Holyfield sits down, everyone's partying, the house is packed, it's dark, it's smoky, and, and I remember looking through the crowd at the TV, and he puts on a hat that says Jesus. I never
never noticed that before. I just would have been like, yeah, turn it off. The game's over. But what was happening? God was getting my attention. My focus was beginning to change. I was starting to, to read posts a little bit longer about God. I begin to watch videos. And maybe some of you are doing that now. Your, your focus is starting to change uh, on things that you used to not pay attention to when it comes to God. That's the Lord. That's what he's doing. He's trying to shift your focus. He's trying to shift your focus. He said, guys, how long are you going to talk about taking over Rome? He said, I need, for some, I need you to do something. I need you to quit focusing on that. I need you to start focusing on some spiritual things. And there's two shifts in this passage that I just want to talk about for a few minutes. The first one was God needs to shift us from the natural to the spiritual. Come on, men. Come on, men. Come on, fellas. Listen, he says, guys, you're thinking about Rome. You're thinking about overcoming Rome. Stop it. You need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I need you to get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm only, I got stuff for you to do to go to Judea, Samaria. Samaria was like hands off. It was like, it was like I love one of the guys mentioned Samaria over the weekend and, and the tension between the Jews and Gentiles. He said it was like the Ku Klux Klan and the Black Panthers, two of the most racial segregated opposed groups. And the tension that is between those two groups, this is how it was between the Jews and the Gentiles. And Jesus says, I'm going to, it's not about you being more segregated, fellas, for you to get rid of the Gentiles so you can do the Jewish thing. Quit thinking about the natural all the time. Do you know somebody that all they talk about is one thing? Anybody ever know somebody? Whether it be money, I mean, anything you talk about, it's going to come back to money. I don't care, it's just money. They just talk about money every time. Money, 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 money. Walk into this building, look at that money. Look at all these people here. I'm not giving. Look at all these people. They got enough money to do whatever, you know, it's money. How much, how much that cost, you know, and, and money. Everything's money. It's amazing when God gets a hold of your heart how that flips right around. You walk in and go, man, I wonder what the bills are in this building. But anyway, money, uh, politics. Anybody know somebody that anything you talk about is going to come back? Just look straight ahead. I know I'm bringing an ugly feeling into this room right now. But every conversation goes to politics. I don't care if you're talking about it's a nice day outside. It would be a nice better day if, I mean, it's just politics, race. Everything has something to do with race. We know. We got these things. Sports. Listen, I talk about sports a lot. These are things that I'm talking about us, especially men. If we want to go to the next level, we got to shift our focus a little bit from the natural to the spiritual. Come on. We can talk about politics. We can talk about race. We can talk about money. We can talk about sports. But what does that have to do with the things of God? Can we connect the two to make sense in the kingdom of God? Thank you, all four of you. Because we got a generation of young people, the Gen Zs are leaving the church because when they come, all we do is fight over Trump and Biden. And they're saying, how is anybody going to help me figure out what my coworker, what my cousin, who I grew up playing tag with, now thinks she's a boy? Won't you help me? I'm confused. I'm trying to dabble in this. And our other ones are into pornography, and they're looking for us that has to supposed to be the city on the hill, the light of the world, and all we want to do is who'd you vote for brother 
We're going to stay in this level. Politics has its place, but it's not on the throne. Politics has its place, but its place is not on the throne. And when we worship anything more than God, sports, politics, race, anything, it's called in the Bible, are you ready, Americans? Idolatry. I know that stung, don't it? This is a growing message. This is, Jesus is looking at them, and they're going, now's the time. We're going to get rid of them pork chop eating Gentiles. And it's time for the Jewish nation, the true Israelites of God to rise up. Jesus said, are we going to have this conversation again? I've been telling you for three and a half years that I came to seek and to save those who were lost. That I was sent to not the house of Israel first, but then to all people. What do you think the woman at the well and the Samaritans and all that was for? Now's the time. I come to die for all people, and God wants to use you to do it, but he's got to shift your focus from the natural to the spiritual. We could talk football. I love to talk football. I could do push-ups. I could do 75, I think, LaDon. It's fine. They have its place, because you've got to have some balance. I'm not talking about you walk around with your Bible all the time. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly positioned, favor, and all this. We can be so spiritually minded, we're no earthly good. I do believe you could be that way. Ecclesiastes even says, do not be overly religious and ruin yourself. So there's some balance to this, guys. Jesus could sit down with a tax collector. He could go, Paul, the apostle, sat on the Senate floor in front of King Agrippa. We've got to, and you can only do that. That's next level stuff. What would you do if you're locked in an elevator? with someone who is from the LGBT plus community. Somebody who you just had it out with on Facebook. I mean, this is the stuff that God convicts me of. This is the stuff that God, this is, we're living in a day where we've got to get better at this church, where we got to get better. Don't compromise my views. Don't compromise what the word of God says. I'm going to speak the word of truth to you like that and speak God's word and leave it there. And that's up to you to decide, but we got to shift. Here's the point. we got to shift from the natural to the spiritual. Look at what, what Paul the Apostle said in the church of Galatia. A whole church began to get away from the things of the Spirit and begin into the natural. They had a group of Pharisees that came and said, unless you uh, are, if you want to be a Jew, because Jewish, back in, he said it again over the weekend, racism and, and slavery and all of that wasn't nothing to do with race. It was about your religion. That's so true. If you want a good book, by the way, to, I read this uh, book coming up. It says, How Not to Read Your Bible by Kimball. It addresses slavery, women, and those odd scriptures in the Bible. I recommend everybody get that book and read it. It'll change your life. How Not to Read Your Bible. But it's, he's talking about the Church of Galatia was a spiritual, powerful church, but these men came in and said, You know, if you really want to be a Christian, you've got to be a Jew. And you can't change the color of your skin, so all the males got to be circumcised. you got to start following the, the law of Moses. And so they begin to get away from the things of the Spirit and begin to get into some, some traditional man-made efforts to be considered saved. They were confused. And this is what he said, Brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal people, because you're still babes in Christ. We're talking about shifting our focus from the natural to the spiritual. 
He says, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving uh, like ordinary people? He's saying, guys, we got to get better at this. And men, let me just remind us, we, we got to get better at this. We can do this. We can shift our focus from natural, start getting into our word a little bit more. Start reading our word every day and, and getting before God and spending time in God and worshiping. And let, let's build off this weekend. Let's not fall back into some of the, the old patterns that we used to do. We're talking about next level. We want to go to the next level. Summer's coming. Some people can't even serve God in the summer. I had so many friends when I got saved, man, they'd come to church, man, as soon as summer hit, they'd be gone. And just the flesh takes over. Listen, they got to go to that next level. We got to get to that next level. Marriage, your marriage can shift. Our marriage can shift if we would change our focus from the natural to the spiritual. Why? Because our relationship with God has to come first. If our relationship with God isn't right, our relationship with ourself isn't going to be right. And if our relationship with ourself isn't going to be right, our relationship with our spouse isn't going to be right. Let me say that again. If our relationship with God isn't right, then our relationship with ourself is not going to be right. And then our relationship with, with our spouse is not going to be right. It all starts with you and me having a right relationship with God. That's where it starts. We got to shift from the natural to the spiritual. Things that are happening in our world today. I, I'll talk about politics. I'll talk about big world events. But I also will tell you that this is Ezekiel 38 stuff. This is Revelation. That I can connect it to the spiritual and tell you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Republicans and Democrats. There are powers behind these political parties. There are, par there, there are influences into our culture that is spiritual. And the only way to fight them is to unite as the church of Jesus Christ. It's the only way, the only way to fix a broken world is to be a united church. That's the only way we're going to do it. That's why the enemy has us so distracted, guys. He has us so distracted. He's, here's another verse before we start to close. Romans, he says, for to be carnally minded, fleshly minded, always talking about the flesh. He said that kind of mindset leads to death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Some of us have no peace, and we come to church, and we know God, and we wonder why we don't have peace. It's because our minds, our carnal mind, whatever you set your mind on, whatever you are focused in on, that's what you're going to get. Whatever you are beholding will behold you. And if we're focused in on just that all the time, it will begin to influence our moods. We will allow people to dictate how we're supposed to feel based upon what they posted. But be, uh, based on what they believe or what they said, if we're not anchored in our identity in Christ. Because the carnal mind is hostile against God. It cannot be submitted to God. It will not submit to God, nor can it be. This is it, guys. It's not going to, our carnal mind, our fleshly mind, is not going to automatically say, okay, we're going to learn about God. We're going to renew. We're going to renew our thinking. No, no, it's going to fight you and me. But we got to be just as intentional, as focusing in on God, as other people and the enemy is on being that intentional on giving us the content that distracts us. Did you hear me? we got to be just as intentional 
on being focused in on the spiritual things as the enemy is intentional as putting the content in front of us that will distract us. All he's got to do is distract us. You know, if you watch an NFL game back in the day, they'd have these streakers that jumped on the field and took off running. They still do, but you know what happened? During the middle of a game, they'll just run on the field, just naked, just running across the field, just like an idiot. Everybody's, eh! and they used to put the, you know what they do now when that happens? Because it still happens. The cameras refuse to put their cameras on them. They'll go right up to the booth, and they'll say, Joe Buck, eh, Joe Buck. They'll say, yeah, we got an idiot down there on the field, and we're not even going to give him any attention. And they'll put up some stats. Listen, that is a way for us to be, right there is a way of deliverance. When the enemy begins to try to distract us, when he tries to pull us in these arguments, when he tries to get our mind away from what happened this weekend, when we're thinking about this message and we're, we're starting to get distracted, don't put your cameras on it, fellas. Don't put your mind on it, guys. Don't even look at Don't give it no time of, your, of you at all, but focus on the things of God. Thank you, Jesus. We need to focus from the natural to the spiritual. Every level of ministry that God has promoted me in, and those of you that are serving the Lord and, you know, speaking to the church now and can turn this into a staff meeting, you feel like your ministry is coming to a, a place where you're losing that passion. I've been there. I was a youth pastor, Melinda and I, for 11 years. And I remember meeting with our DYD after about, I don't know, seven, and I said, you know, Jeff, I just feel like uh, the tread is coming off. He said, I just feel, I don't know. I, I, know, I don't know if God's done with me in youth ministry, but I'm, I'm just feeling, you know, all, all I focus on, and I'm just naming him all the problems, and I'm working, and, I, you know, just and this is happening. He said, Eddie, he said, whenever you're more excited about an event being over before it begins, he says, then you know that you either, it's time for you to move on to another ministry or you to get fresh vision. And he said, 90 out of a hundred, it's you need fresh vision. He says, you need to get alone with God and you need to give him and you need to seek him and let him give you, your focus is focusing all on the things that are wrong. He just counseled me and just gave me some great advice. How many appreciate You need to get some men in your life. I'm gonna talk about this next week is relationships. You gotta get people in your life that you can trust and will speak life into you. And I remember I did that, and the Lord, sure enough, began to breathe life back into our youth ministry. Gave me a whole new, fresh vision in a way to go. Every level in our ministry that we've grown, he's had to change our focus. Every time he wants to change, he'll start changing your focus. You'll start walking into church. We had a, a family in our church, and we were on Savage Road. I remember preaching, and she noticed that the, the podium was made out of glass, and she noticed that needed to be cleaned. I didn't even pay any attention to it. But she noticed it, looking up, and it needed to be cleaned. And she got on the cleaning ministry. Her and her husband cleaned the church on Savage Road regularly. She would clean that whole podium. It was a Haycox family, Rebecca and Ed. I'll never forget that. I said, Rebecca, I never even noticed that. She said, well, I didn't either. But all of a sudden, here's the word. God began to change my focus. She ended up joining a team in ministry and ended up cleaning the whole, whole church. I'm telling you, it's, it's something as simple as that. God will begin to change your focus when he's getting ready to bring you into a new ministry, into a new season. He wants you to go to a new level because seasons are always going to keep coming. But we got to get into that next level. So we got to go from the natural to the spiritual. And I'm just going to close with this. Verse 11 is the second shift that I see when I was reading this. As the apostles are standing there listening to Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus began to just go up 
and into heaven. This is the great ascension. This is amazing what happened. They're just standing there looking at him, and he just goes, he steps into a cloud, and he just begins to rise up. I mean, this is just amazing to watch this. And they're just staring at him as he goes up. And he's just going all the way up, all the way up. And these two dudes, these two angels just step right up. And they look at him and they say this, why are you staring up in heaven? Why are you looking up at something that Jesus is moving away from? Why are you looking at something that happened that Jesus is no longer moving that way? Why, and for some of you, that could be a tradition of the church. That could be, why are you trying to resurrect something that he has already crucified? Why are you trying to still keep your focus in on a way that God used to do? God's moving differently in this hour, church. The mission never changes, but the methods always change. And sometimes we as a church can get stuck on the way it was. I know the glory days were amazing. I know Jesus walked with them on the earth. That was amazing to have Jesus walking with them on the earth. But the angels are going, what are you staring up in heaven for? That season is over. He's going to do the same thing, but in a different way. He's going to empower you to go to the ends of the earth. He's not walking with you like that no more. Others of you, it could be a sin or a habit. Why are you holding on to something that Jesus is walking away from? Why are we holding on to something that's not love? Why are we loving something that's not loving us back? Why do we hold these things? It could be relationships, something that God is trying to bring people out, but we're trying to hold on to them. And here's the point. As they're staring up, into, they can barely even see Jesus anymore. Some of you can barely even see Jesus anymore in the way he used to move back in the good old days. And, and you can barely even see Jesus. They did not even recognize the two angels that stood right there in front of them. And this is what God said. Shift your focus from what was to what is. They did not even notice that in their heads are in the clouds and they're looking up and they're trying to be spiritual and God is bringing people and things right in front of us and we can't even see it because we're focused in on what God is, what he used to do back in the good old days. We got a saying in ministry, it says, time to change and we did a lot of this during COVID. We had a lot of meetings and talking and it was like, when do you get off a dead horse when the horse is dead? Dismount. There are certain things that God will speak to us and say, hey, I'm trying to bring you to a new level. Let's not focus on what happened and the way it used to be, but let's focus on what God is wanting to do. He's trying to do something new in these days. You can't pour, we know this, new wine into old wineskins. None of us like change. Well, some of us don't. Some of you love change. But change isn't easy to do. But Jesus is saying, these angels said, why are you gazing? Why are you still stuck? Why are you stuck? I'm trying to bring you to another level, but you keep just stuck. And you're looking back. And you're looking to this. And you're looking to that. And I'm trying to bring something new, something fresh, something you haven't seen before. It's going to be the moving of God, but it's not going to be the way it was. It's going to be the way I'm wanting to do in these days. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. I'm going to pray and close this out at this time. Let God shift your focus. Let God shift your focus.
from the natural to spiritual. Guys, let's get into the spiritual side a little more. Let's go deeper. Let's go to that next level. Let's be able to pray over our kids. Let's pray over our wife. Let's stand for truth. You don't have to have it all figured out either. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know everything I know. You don't have to preach. I love one of the stories the guy told. He said this, Dr. Derwin Gray was the featured speaker. He was an ex-NFL player. He talked about tackling Barry Sanders. We loved him. He was a great guy. And then Barry Sanders ran over 200 yards in that same game. He said, I ain't going to tell you that, though. But he said, at the lowest point of his life, and here's my message again. He said, God began to change what he was, for lack of a better word, his focus. And he was partying with all that money, and he was throwing up, and he was, he was just, you know, partying and all that. And it's a real long story. He said, but there was a guy, another player in his, in his locker room that would, they called him the naked preacher. Because after the shower time, he'd wrap a towel on, and he'd open his Bible, and he'd walk around the locker room, and he'd go... Do you know about Jesus? Called him the naked preacher. And everybody was like, man, what is this guy? And he even said, what is this religious guy doing? He said, but every time after the showers, he would, he would put a towel on, and he'd walk around that locker room, play for the cults, and he would open his Bible, do that little... He said, one day he came behind him, and he heard... I can't do it like he did. And he said, oh my gosh. He turned around, and he said, this, his brother looked at him and said, do you know about Jesus, young man? And he said, no. He said, that started a journey, a three-year journey for him. He ended up giving his life to the Lord, changed his life forever because a guy in the locker room, a teammate, come up to him and then share his faith to shift his focus. doesn't have to be a naked man in a towel. This is the awkwardest altar call ever. But I guarantee there is something in your life that God is using, that's going. It's time to get in your word a little more. It's time to let that pornography go. It's time to let that secret sin die. It's time to get, turn off Fox News and CNN and see it. Let's just go a week without any politics. Try it one week. We need to go, man, it's crazy. God's saying, I got a whole city that needs to be reached, fellas, and all you talk about is Rome. I need you to get in that upper room and get filled with power because I got a destiny that I am in that you don't even know about yet. But I got to get you unstuck. I got to change your focus. It's not about you. Some of us are just focused on, I didn't even hit this today, but it's all about us. Everything is about us. God is saying, listen, it's not about you. It's about me, what I want to do through you. Shift your focus. You receive this message today? You receive this message today? Thanks, Mom. That's what I want to do. I want to bow our heads. God's got a new level for us, church. He's got a new level for us. A new level. Sometimes God will even, I was going to show you the scripture where Jesus taught about old wineskins. He said a, a, 
a teacher of the kingdom of God will bring in both old and new. There are some things that we do need to bring from our past that is from God, but most of it needs to just die and stay there and thank God for it, but it's a new season. I just really feel that telling somebody that here today. Everything you had in the past that God did isn't bad. It's just God's doing something different now. You're not a bad person. It wasn't a waste that got you through that season. You just need to be more open for what God is doing now. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.